0: Good evening, America, and good afternoon, Australia. You're back listening to Radio Tony, and this is the Everyday Business Show, and I'm your host, Tony Lontis. Thank you for listening to us live today. We're live streaming across Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Twitch, and waiting online to hear your comments, questions, and to provide you with links to anything that we talk about today is the wonderful payo all the way from the Philippines. Uh, He will have your links ready to you if you pop them in the chat box while we're live to air. Just a reminder, if you want to find out more, uh, you're travelling while you're listening to this, jump onto RadioTony.com. You'll find all of Dr Parnell's, Information links to all his amazing products right there. You can also go to pharmaceuticals.com Remember, the replays of these live shows are on Binge TV across the US and available on the Tony TV app on all LG, Roku and Samsung smart TVs across the world. So tonight we have an amazing guest and it's a real privilege to talk to a clinician tonight. But before I introduce you to Dr. Parnell, I want to let you know all about what he stands for. As an ex-theater nurse or perioperative nurse, I spent many, many years working with wonderful ENT, ear, nose and throat surgeons in a clinical capacity. And it's a wonderful opportunity for me to go back to my roots and talk to someone from the health fraternity. Now, Dr. Francis Parnell is CEO of Parnell Pharmaceuticals, a California-based private pharmaceutical company founded in 1986. The company develops, manufactures, and markets prescription and over-the-counter drug products that maintain and restore mucosal skin integrity. The products are natural-based and patented for oral and nasal care and personal use. Dr Parnell co-founded Parnell Pharmaceuticals and YS Laboratories over 30 years ago to research and create pharmaceuticals to sustain wellness and improve the quality of life. A graduate of Georgetown University School of Medicine, Dr Parnell completed residency training in the University of Wisconsin at Madison. Uh, Dr Parnell is a practising Otolaryngology head, neck, and uh, ENT surgeon and has done that for over 30 years. He is a fellow of the American Academy of Otolaryngology Head and Neck Surgery and the American College of Surgeons. He's a co-founder of the Cosmetic and Laser Surgery Institute with his wife, Dr. Diana Parnell, and previously was a corporate medical director at Becton Dixon & Co., His varied career includes service as a lieutenant colonel in the U.S. Army, an assistant clinical professor at the School of Medicine, University of California in San Francisco, and a delegate to the World Health Organization. He has published and presented a number of scientific papers and has lectured on contemporary topics. And healthcare on many levels. Dr. Parnell is the first company, uh, the first company dedicated to the research and development of new and innovative products that restore and maintain mucosal integrity. Employing a proprietary and patented technology, Pinell Pharmaceuticals products contain Yohoba Santa, which contains natural antioxidants, mucopolysaccharides and glycoproteins. Pinell Pharmaceuticals is a closely held private pharmaceutical company and its headquarters are in San Rafael, California, with an office in Dublin, Ireland. Uh, The company is all about things, mucosal and skin integrity, and the products are natural based, and they are uh, personal care and anti-infected use, which we're going to talk about with Dr. Parnell today. The products are distributed across North America and Europe. Welcome to Radio Tony, Dr. Parnell. How are you this evening?
1: Thank you for having me. Appreciate it.
0: We are looking forward to talking to you tonight. Now, I'm guessing that it was quite a major decision when you decided to start a pharmaceutical company. Was there something that triggered that desire to have and start a pharmaceutical company?
1: And what happened was that uh, after about four or five years, his corporate medical director at Becton Dickinson, uh, which at that time Uh was about... a a, a billion dollar company and they make insulin syringes these bandages yes. uh, many other things scalpel blades etc anyway, after doing that good uh, my, yeah good good things suction catheters and anyway we, yes my wife and I came back to California to practice and this we went into practice together and found out that we were not getting uh Products available that our patients needed, particularly in the areas of skin care and uh, oral Mm -hmm. and nasal care. And so I had been taking care of a lot of patients with head and neck cancer post-radiation who would have severe dry mouth problems. Uh, She was Mm -hmm. seeing problems with uh, aging uh, skin. And so we came up with a a line of products basically to uh, be natural-based and uh, would improve uh, you know, quality of life, focusing on the skin and uh, mucous membranes. So that's kind of how our first mm-hmm. product was that we did was for a dry mouth product uh, based on, uh, you have a mm-hmm. Santa plant, which is very fascinating because I had had a patient with a cancer of the larynx uh, treated with a radiation and he couldn't get relief with a severe dry mouth and he happened to be a PhD food chemist, mm-hmm. uh, who worked for many, many years at Del Monte Foods. And so he remembered he was a little boy growing up in Northern California. His mother used to make an herb tea out of Yerba Santa for things like colds and sore throats and things like that. So yeah. he made up a tea for himself and he, he got dramatic improvement. And then he started chewing on the leaves and he got really a lot of improvement. So he came up with this concoction with the Yerba Santa and, and, uh, in a, Frozen lemon lime concoction, and he brought it into me one day, and he said, "Yeah, <laughs> try this." And I said, "Well, I got to be killing myself mm-hmm. in this business one of these days." So, and anyway, the story was so fascinating. <laughs> it took a couple of years to develop the product, and uh, he was our focus group of one person. You know, unlike big companies which have nice big focus yes. groups, we had we had this one guy who was about seventy six years old at the time, and so when he said that's it, that became Mouth Coat. And so we then did clinical studies at the University of Minnesota, a xerostomia clinic, a very prominent uh, dentist there, runs it. And uh, we found out that our uh, yes. mouth coat was more effective, lasted longer, tasted better than anything else on the market for dry mouth. So we focused then on the cancer market for the people, uh, the uh, post-radiation, uh, post-chemotherapy patients, post-op patients, head uh, and neck surgery yes. particularly. Uh, as well as some of the uh, conditions like uh, uh, Sjogren's syndrome or some autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. gradually got the product going. And then uh, we did some nasal and sinus products uh, based on a formulation called Dr. Doctor Pretz was an old ENT doctor, uh, German, yes. who, who was at, uh, in St. Louis. And so he had come up with a, a formulation for a nasal spray that was effective because he, he published a book and showed why saline was far better than just uh, with, with, if you add glycerin to it, for instance, than just salt water alone. So yes. yeah, we formulated our product based on his formulation and then also with the Yuba Santa. So gradually we got the product, uh, those products out there. And then we also did a, uh, a line of skin renewal products for things like brown spots and wrinkles and so on. And yes. we did a, a, a vaginal moisturizer called Feminise uh, because yeah. many people now who were, uh, had been taken off all the estrogens uh, had a mm-hmm. lot of trouble with uh, postmenopausal uh, dryness. So those are our pr- yeah. initial products that we did for a number of years and finally got pretty good distribution of them. And in 1999, we went to Ireland and opened an office there and started making products there. And we uh, have a distributor, a big cancer company in Germany that does the uh, dry mouth product under the name of Saliva Natura. And they go to Germany, Mm -hmm. Poland, Hungary, uh, Czech Republic, all those countries. So that's kind of a a long story short, basically, of how it evolved.
0: Dr. Ponell, I want to just touch back on the dry mouth syndrome. Now, for people not familiar with that, it's quite a big problem across a whole range of things. So if you're having uh, radiation, you'll you'll get it then. Certain uh, medication will cause you to have dry mouth. Um, what is it that it drives the need or something to relieve that dried mouth. I've had it myself. Uh, I understand how uncomfortable and and horrible it is. But can you tell the audience about the size of that sort of problem? That's a large cohort of people, isn't it?
1: Yes. In fact, what's interesting about it is when we started this in 1986, it was like missionary work. Uh, We'd go to medical trade shows and have to explain why dry mouth was a problem. And doctors mm-hmm. and, and, and dentists and so on would say, oh, it's not a problem. If patients have a dry mouth, we just have them take sips of water or eat hot candy. And, of course, the more hot candy you got, the more cavities you yeah. got to go to the dentist. Well, anyway, that was kind of like missionary work. Now what's happened is it's gotten to the point where everybody has dry mouths because with the aging population particularly, And the use of all the medications, like right now there's about 400 or more known medications that cause significant dry mouth. Uh, Whether it's uh, antihypertensives, decongestants, Mm -hmm. you can go through a whole category of drugs that all have a side effect. And when you see them advertised, you always hear side effects, dry mouth, dry mouth, dry mouth. So what happened was then it got to the point where it got to be well known. Now is at the point mm. where I can say this: that the biggest single problem causing a dry mouth now is polypharmacy. Polypharmacy is basically wow. everyone is taking uh, four or more medications. Uh, will have a dry mouth, and that's because the yeah. uh, they're not they're very basic. It's just a, a side effect of all these medications, as well as uh, yeah. you know aging process. So what's happened is. Now we don't have to even talk about it because uh, dentists, particularly yes. hygienists, will say that's the biggest problem we see in our office because people coming mm. in who used to have a pristine mouth are coming in with many, many cavities, uh, you know, as they get older. And uh, so as a result, it's it's kind of uh, now it's become very, very uh, well recognized and a significant cause of uh uh, dental disease and periodontal disease
0: yes and it's it's just it's not pleasant when when your mouth is continuously dry it, it feels horrible and it's and it's always a present in your mind and it's like oh i need to drink of water i need to you know it's, it's that it's quite um, compelling when that is how you go through your day-to-day life. The other um, element around dry mouth is for those people who are under radiation, uh, as your first patient was, uh, the radiation causes the mucous membranes to dry out substantially, particularly those in the mouth. And uh, was it a kind of um, a chance discovery that he found out that this worked? Or was it a conversation that started you on that path that he said, try this, and, and you realized that it was, worked quite well?
1: Well, when he told us his story, it was kind of interesting. So nobody had ever yeah. done too much with it in modern days. But going back, we found out, for instance, that it was used in, uh, by the Native Americans uh, very frequently in a, in a tea. Uh, and in, in fact, they used yeah. to smoke it. They used to smoke you Santa for asthma, believe it or not. And they also would oh. use it. They would use it uh, for various conditions like uh, bladder infections and all kinds of things. And then in modern mm-hmm. day, no one had ever used it other than the fact that it was very interesting. We, we found out in the early 1900s, one of the biggest pharmaceutical companies was using it extensively to mask the taste of bad tasting medicine like quinine when quinine was used for yeah, uh, yeah. malaria. So yeah. then then it stopped being used, but we came upon it. The only uses were, were in, in uh, probably some tobacco products. It was always proprietary, mm-hmm. but I su- suspect that it was being used in some of the chewing tobaccos, things like that. Mm-hmm. But nobody had ever heard of it. So when you look at a lot of herbal books, you'll, you will see all kinds of herbs, of course. But very rarely do you ever see anything yes. about Yerba Santa. And, uh, but that's kind of how it evolved. And So we took it upon ourselves to isolate the uh, key ingredients and do the chemistry mm-hmm. of the Yerba Santa. And that's when we found out well, what it was consisted of, which was the mucopolysaccharides, which make it like a yes. super moisturizer, a very mucinous type of substance, and the glycoproteins and the antioxidants. And so there was mm-hmm. more to it than than uh, met the eye in, in terms of how it evolved, you know. But that's kind of was the basis for six patents that we have, because ironically, yes. it, it had already been grandfathered in by the uh, Food and Drug Administration as a flavor. Uh-huh. So it was used uh-huh. going back all these years, And when FDA started in 1939, it was grandfathered in as a flavor. So Mm -hmm. we didn't have to do anything with it other than we ultimately did have to register it as a uh, class one medical device. Because once we made the Mm -hmm. claim for dry mouth, that became, uh, since it's not a drug, originally it was considered a cosmetic. It's still considered a cosmetic in some places, uh, cosmetic moisturizer. So it's like a skin cream know for, mm-hmm. for dry skin however yes. in the in Europe and the U.S. is uh, considered a medical device and uh, that's kind of how it's evolved yeah.
0: The plant itself can you tell us a little bit more about it is it's the leaves that you predominantly use or is it all of the plant or how does that process work how do you get the components that work from the plant itself?
1: It's just basically an extraction process. And then yep. we get the, uh, the components of it, and then we, we add varying amounts of it. And so we get the same mm-hmm. degree of lubricity from a very low concentration as you would get using like 90% aloe vera. Now, many people are wow. very familiar with the aloe. So if you, if you yes. have a product with aloe, for instance, uh, you have to have a very high concentration, like 99% or very high. Uh, we found out mm-hmm. that our degree our degree of moisturization and lubricity with the Yerba Santa, uh, we use uh, f- very low concentrations, actually. And of course, as I said, it's safe. It's a flavor. It's got, a, it's got a, yes. a, a kind of a distinctive flavor, uh, but it's it's not bad tasting at all. And so in addition, we put yeah. in, uh, in our mouth cold products. We put in a xylitol. Xylitol was something that was Mm -hmm. used as an alternative to uh, sucrose. So we initially couldn't put sucrose in the product, which is sugar, because that causes dental decay for all the irradiated patients. So we never could have the patients who are getting x-ray to to, uh, be using sugar. Well, it turned out that the Finns found out about xylitol. And xylitol is derived from birch trees. And so we initially were getting uh, from birch trees in Finland, and it was like liquid gold. And now it's more common. Actually, uh, our xylitol comes from the Midwest, uh, derived from corn. And xylitol was documented by the Finns to reduce infection that causes Mm -hmm. dental decay. So finally, it took a long time, but uh, FDA finally started allowing a claim that it prevents dental cavities. And uh, that's why you'll see it in some chewing gums yes. and so on. But uh, you have to use a certain concentration mm-hmm. or above. If you just put a token amount in, it's not right. going to do anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. Dr. Parnell, your um, medical background is in uh, head, nose, throat. Um, your wife's a specialist dermatologist, is that correct?
1: Yes. mm mm-hmm. She's been practicing over
0: so 50, 50 years. Yeah. That's exactly right. So, the combination of your wife's wisdom, knowledge, and understanding, and yours is a pretty powerful one from which to create a pharmaceutical company that focuses on um, mucus, um, our mucous membranes and skin integrity. Um, that should be uh, kudos enough to know that these products are really amazing. Um, I just wanted to
1: quickly talk about your new, what's happening with that one? Tell us all about it. The new products? Well, what happened was about a year and a half ago for one of the products uh, the the first thing that happened to us was a distributor in Germany just goes to the cancer market, cancer hospitals and oncologists. Unknown to them and to us uh, mm-hmm. dentist at the University of Berlin Dental School uh, found out that ours was the only product for dry mouth in Europe that did not cause dent- dental, uh, ca- uh, dental uh, erosion of the enamel Cavities. so uh, well the erosion oh, of the enamel particularly is because of the uh, nature mm-hmm. of the uh, product so this young dental researcher did some studies and he found out that if you come if you develop the product They said, if our product does not demineralize, what do we do to remineralize? So he came Mm -hmm. up with a ratio of calcium and phosphate. And if you go above the ratio, it doesn't work. If you go below it, it doesn't work. And it took us two years to develop that product, which we made initially in Switzerland. And uh, Uh we did studies on that, uh, which also showed how he had published extensively in the German literature and in England, Mm-hmm. And got an international research award. he uh, was the first German dentist to ever get it, so then it took us a couple of years to launch it and it, we put it in a very large size bottle, which you cannot sell in Europe. It was a five hundred ml size so we finally brought it back wow. to the u s and so that's our product called Remin. and now mm-hmm. is an extension to that story um, about a year and a half ago uh, came across mm-hmm. a product that was developed at New Mexico Tech, which was this whole story about the Michael DeLens and the antiviral antimicrobial yep. resistant bacteria, uh, uh, pathogens. So, yep. what happened then was we licensed in this compound that had been developed there uh, for antibacterial use and antifungal use. And they had done extensive testing and showed that it was really effective in vitro against the uh, antimicrobial resistant uh, pathogens, including everything from MRSA to pseudomonas to various other, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, most of the most of the bacteria on the uh, World Health Organization list of drug resistant pathogens, actually, as well as the CDC yeah. in the in the U.S. So then we were ready to develop to move ahead with the product for MRSA because MRSA is so common. And the, the only one drug approved in the U.S., uh, it develops resistance with prolonged use uh, up to about 60% of the time it will be, be be resistant. So yes. we knew the studies showed that our product is not. So taking this compound and combining it with our existing products, we found that it was really effective and destroyed all these pathogens. So then we were wow. ready to go to FDA. We were ready to go to FDA with it. Against some of these uh, pathogens, just when the pandemic hit and it caused everything shut down, yeah. and so we had to stop in our tracks. And so we thought, I thought, well, let's see if it might work against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So that's kind of how the rest of the story evolved was with with those products yes. because we did the testing, we found out that in a outside independent laboratory that the uh, mm-hmm. our products were. 90, greater than 99.97% effective in destroying a live virus. And so since the main entrance of the virus is in the nose and somewhat in the throat, yes. that was just exactly yes. what we were doing. So all we did was add it to our existing product. And that became our uh, uh, normal vid. We, we started calling it, we have the mouth coat MD and we have a, a, a body wipe, face and a body wipe. So, you know, this is kind of how it's all evolved in terms of the basic formulations that we have and the products that we have. So we've developed those products and I recently launched them uh, as an antiseptic type of product. And it's basically yes. a nasal spray uh, with, the, with the Michael DeLens. Now, what's interesting, mm-hmm. the rest of that story is just like the Yerba, Yerba Santa story. The yes. Michael DeLenz compound, which is a hybrid compound, uh, consists of ingredients that are all approved in the, in Europe and the U.S. Yes. and they're used in many, many hundreds of cosmetic products safely. Uh-huh. So the degree the degree of toxicity or the the fact that they're safe is well documented yes. because they've been used for many, many years. And so that's kind of how it evolved. Uh, developing those products. And now, with everybody traveling so much and everything, it's very easy to just use a couple of squirts of a nasal spray, uh, whether you've been yes. vaccinated or not, you know. And uh, for all those people that are not vaccinated, it's obviously uh, we like yes. to think that it helps prevent the uh, the infection and it reduces the viral load.
0: How exciting was it when you discovered that it had the capacity the ninety nine percent efficacy against the coronavirus, how exciting was that for you and, and the team?
1: Oh, it was very exciting it, it took what happened was it took us actually from the time we decided to to try it uh, to get an outside independent laboratory, it took two months to find a lab. It's another yes. two months to to wait in line you know behind everybody yes. else and their brother trying to get yes. tested. And then another two months to uh, get the results. And so that was six Mm -hmm. months. So by about August of uh, uh, last year, 2020, we finally got the product uh, and documented the uh, in vitro efficacy of it. And then we just Mm -hmm. uh, had done it. Then we did additional testing with the product in our existing products to to document Mm -hmm. the same degree of uh, effectiveness. And that's when we started uh, putting up some of the products. And what we did was yes. we we applied the Operation Warp Speed uh, for yes. grant for grant money. Now, uh, as mm. you know, that they were spending hundreds of billions of dollars uh, for vaccines yes. and and uh, for a number of companies, and of course, ours is mm. therapeutic. But what, what we didn't know was, yes. even though even though they had a therapeutic section. Uh, and, and to this day, there's only one therapeutic product that's ever been approved in the U.S., uh, which is Remdesivir, but it took a long time. Yes. And there still is no vaccine formally approved for use in the U.S. It's all emergency use. Yes. So we, we, we were under review for many months, let's put it that way, while yeah. millions and billions of dollars were going to vaccines. Now, the Thanks. truth of the matter is it's very exciting that it did because it worked there's no question that people should be getting vaccinated, and it, it was fantastic and exciting f- from that point of view. From our point of view, I guess you'd have to say it was a little bit disappointing because of the fact that we got, yes. you know, t- we got to the back of the bus, and uh, yes. so at this point in time, there's no such thing as Operation Warp Speed anymore because Warp Speed has already <laughs> done its job of of developing all the vaccines, you know. So we're kind yes. of, but 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 at this point, we. As I said, we we really licensed it from New Mexico Tech University for the antibacterial mm-hmm. and antifungal uses, and so now yeah. we can back up and get started again where we yes. were a year ago, February. But that's that's yeah. kind of how this how it's evolved. You know, it's a it's a, a strange story, but it's a, you know that's kind of how things yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now, this nasal spray that has against the virus, um, for those people who are not familiar with nasal sprays, is it, it's one or two puffs in each nostril, and how long does that protect them?
1: Use, uh, so how long we before they reckon-
0: have to do another puff?
1: Well, we recommend uh, uh, two or three times a day. Now, yeah you know if, if you're not going out at night and you're home and it's safe and everything you don't need to be using it three times a day Yes. unless you want the moisturizing properties because mm-hmm. the, because as I said, this yeah. is the same formulation it's in our na in yeah. a, a saline based nasal spray, which is three percent glycerin mm-hmm. normal saline, and then it's got these uh added the the michael delenz so It it works to moisturize as well. But let's say if you're going out shopping and you're going to be on an airplane or whatever you're going to be doing out and about, it's Mm -hmm. helpful to just a couple of squirts each nostril twice a day, you know. But if you're going to be at home at night, if you're going out at night, I'd use it before I go out too. But I think usually about three times a day.
0: Yeah, yeah. So for people wanting to buy this product from you, it's available directly from the website, isn't it? Is it available in um, over-the-counter uh, as well?
1: No, we don't have it in any uh, retail stores right now, and we don't mm-hmm. have it in any of the big wholesalers like we have our, our other products, the mouth coat, the, the, the press. Yeah, you know, because, you know, it takes – it took us 10 years, for yes. instance, as a small company, just to get the mouth yes. coat into the traditional big wholesalers. And so yeah. you have to really have a uh, you know high degree of uh, uh, success with the product for them to bring it in. And in order to get yes. it on the shelf, now, in Canada, for instance, the dry mouth product is on the shelf in some of the major pharmacies. Uh, in the case of mm-hmm. Europe, uh, in Ireland, for instance, where we distribute the product and make the product, uh, we have it in some, many of the pharmacies there. And then, of in the, in course, mm-hmm. as I mentioned, in Germany and those countries, it's only limited to use in the hospitals and to, by the right. oncology community, you know. But it's a big, yeah. uh, you know, it, so it varies depending on each product, you know. But yes. everybody can get it right I on the too. website.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say it's accessible for everyone if they go to the, the website, which is um, com, and that link will be not only on our websites but also in the chat box if you're listening live. Um, I just wanted to quickly touch on this is not an alternative to getting a COVID uh, vaccine. This is just an ad- additional protective measure for those who want to really increase their champ- chances of not contracting the virus. That's true, isn't it?
1: Yes. So the great the great thing is with uh, uh, there's this basically uh, two groups of people now is the vaccinated, yes. uh, which I hope most people do get the vaccinations. Many people who uh, are not getting the vaccinations uh, should be using it. Uh, honestly mm-hmm. uh, because I think that way at least they can help to do, do something that's pretty simple and inexpensive uh, to do mm-hmm. with an over-the-counter nasal spray. If you can cut your, your nasal viral load uh, substantially, yes. uh, you know, because that's where all the, the uh, severe infections are, are originating uh, and we know mm-hmm. that it's killing the virus. Uh, so hopefully you reduce the viral load. Uh even if you've had the even if you've had the vaccine though and you're flying for instance yes. uh, it's always mm-hmm. good to use a nasal spray because it's so drying airplanes are so drying anyway so uh-huh. you need the moisturization you need the uh, the lubrication and then also to have the added benefit now just like you'd say you'd have a little kit with with a a, a wipe and uh Know you use a nasal spray, say, be going on the plane, so you can have it in a little yeah. kit type of thing, and mm-hmm. it's easy to carry, and uh, wherever yes. you're going out and about. So, so use it in conjunction uh, with with the vaccine as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Parnell, in terms of our um, mucosal surfaces, so those soft, moist surfaces inside our mouth and down the back of our nasal package, Uh, passage rather and down into the back of our throat um can you explain to the audience what happens if we allow them to become drier or less lubricated than they would normally be say for you know if we're flying what happens that process of drying does something that allows um bacteria to get in more readily doesn't it uh
1: yes because this uh Normally, saliva, of course, from the salivary glands and all the mucus from the mucus glands Mm. have a protective function. And what they do basically is lubricate and they do have some enzymatic properties where uh, it does protect. And what happens with Mm -hmm. the extreme dryness is then it leaves the surfaces bare. And you get these little uh, cracks or uh, areas where uh, you, know, you can have uh, infection. A good example of this, of course, is uh, with uh, the effect of severe dry mouth causing yes. dental cavities. That's the best example because somebody that has severe dry mouth will likely end up uh, to the point I have slides that I show at the, uh, in my presentations of some mouths of people who have had long-standing dry mouth. And when you take a look at their teeth, you can see what the end results of dry mouth can be. And they're just terribly, uh, uh, they're just about ready for total extraction, basically. And so that's kind of, that's the end result Mm -hmm. of of it. But what people don't realize too, uh, is that a lot of people have uh, mucous glands in the back of the throat and in their hypopharynx, Uh, Down near their larynx Uh, Over the years We've had many uh, professional Singers, rock stars uh, Leading people who uh, Use their voice a lot That they have always used uh, Mouth code and we find out That certain Mm -hmm. people will have even their pictures In magazines, a lot of celebrities That we we know about We don't talk about them because they do Have their pictures sometimes taken in the Magazine while they're using mouth code For instance and uh, but we have a number of uh, over the mm. years people are Broadway singers, for instance, and and, uh, yes. and and singers they'll use it. And of course, it's not because it goes through the vocal cords; it does anything to the vocal cords. But it, but it affects all the mucus glands and the hypo you know hypopharynx and the back of the throat. So that's why yes. it's very important to have uh, you know a certain degree of uh, uh, mucus protection.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure that everyone in the audience realises just how protective our own saliva is and an absence of that saliva takes away the protection it affords our mouth and nasal passages and the back of our throat. Um, And that's why it's important to talk about dry mouth and the impacts that it can have. And these products that Dr. Pennell has worked on all these years are particularly important in um, protecting your mouth from uh, dental cavities and protecting your uh, nasal passages from that dry syndrome that allows uh, not just, we're not just talking about COVID, but this is about um, the the other viruses that you can open yourself up to if you lose that protection by virtue of having a dry mouth or uh, a dry pharynx. Um, uh, it, it also works the same way with uh, your skin, doesn't it? If your skin loses its uh, moisture, it uh, it forms cracks and allows viruses or bacteria to get in there and cause problems, doesn't it?
1: Yes. yeah. So, so you know, the skin has a little bit, an extra layer. Of uh, a covering of the epidermis that's a little bit more protective, obviously, than the mucous membrane. But the tissue itself is, you know, pretty much the same, and it acts the same way. And this is why uh, people, you know, really do need to use. This is why there's so many companies, cosmetic companies, out there that is, uh, you know, a huge multi-billion-dollar market for for big companies. Because people want something that's effective that does something, whether it's for the dry skin or for the for the wrinkles or whatever. It's not just to cover up the skin.
0: Yeah. Um, with your products, Doctor Parnell, you've done some extension extensive research and testing of your products. And I want to make make the point too um, that none of your products are tested on animals, and they are predominantly natural based products, aren't they?
1: Yes, they are. They're, they're, we don't do any animal testing, uh, and we uh, uh, it's all natural based on the uh, yerba santa, as I mentioned before.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for instance, um, and the other I thing, to the talk other, to you, um, Yeah, you go. Sorry. No, go ahead. <laughs> um, I, I was really um, curious to know of all the things you've done in your long history in your specialty, is the pharmaceutical company part of what you're passionate about?
1: It certainly has developed that way. You know, I, I love practicing and I love doing surgery and and love medicine. And, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, once I started doing this, uh, it was what I had been doing when I was at Beckton Dickinson. In a sense, I was uh, one of my functions was to go out and uh, do technology transfers, looking at things that were being done in the universities and, and, and get them licensed in uh, or to uh, acquire companies, for instance. And these are mm-hmm. the things I really enjoyed. Uh, as I found out, and so uh, what I didn't like about uh, uh, working in a big corporation was uh, working in a big corporation after a certain number of years, <laughs> and so uh, that's yeah. you know all the traveling and stuff that I was doing. So I decided that's when I decided that you know I missed practice, so it's time to come back, you know, and practice, mm-hmm. and uh, I, and walked away from it. But I didn't walk away from it totally because yeah. when I came back, I was one of the few people who had been involved in the early days of the regulation of medical devices and and knew how to get these products to the market. So when I came back to practice, actually, I was spending an awful lot of time consulting with big companies and small companies, getting their products on the market and getting them approved through FDA. And so one day, Uh one of the venture capital companies said, hey, why don't you start your own company? And I said, well, you're going to be crazy. You're going to be crazy to start a pharmaceutical company in this day and age, you know? So what did, what did I do? I turned around and did it, you know? So I don't know. It's a, yeah, I guess you have to say it's a yeah. passion. It's It's a passion, but not a hobby, you know? Yes, yes,
0: yes. You must have seen um, some phenomenal technology evolving in the medical um, healthcare arena. What's been some of the exciting things that you've seen um, over the course of your career?
1: Wow, uh, some of the things I was involved in, actually, in, yes. in uh, having... Uh, deeply involved with were uh, a device called the uh fax cell sorter. it was developed by uh bd at the research center mm-hmm. in research triangle park and it was a true device in search of a use and they, it was two of them in use mm-hmm. one at Rockefeller institute and one in uh in uh, Germany, uh, Max Planck Institute, and it was really a device in search of a use. Nobody knew it. They thought maybe it would be good for cancer, something like that. But ultimately, Uh when Uh HIV AIDS came about, guess what was the primary device used to separate out the T cells? It was a cell sorter, which nobody (laughs) nobody had a function for. Now it's just routine because all these things that are being done with these various cells, depend on separating out all these cells. And that's what this device did. That's one example. Another product was I I was trying to get licensed in was uh, uh, the electrical stimulation of bone. And uh, uh, there's a tendency in in big companies not to to bring in things that are in little black boxes because they're afraid there might be a mouse running around inside the box, you know? (laughs) So up, uh, I came I came across a, de- a device. A very prominent orthopedic surgeon at Columbia University came up with this device. Yeah. And you put it on these non union of fractures when some you know because sometimes fractures don't heal and it's a very severe yes. problem and some people end up Correct. with amputations. Well, mm. he found out if you take these if you take yeah. these plates or, or you put uh, wires in and you put a certain degree of electrical stimulation, they heal. And we start looking at x-rays mm-hmm. and you see how fantastic no. this is. Well, ultimately, BD did not mm. bring the, buy the company. However, he went out and started his own company. And that became a public company, oh. ultimately. Uh, then you get into the skincare yeah. products and, and with all the, uh, the, yes. uh, topical, the topicals. And so that's kind of what some of the things that I've seen, you know, over the years. And then we've developed products ourselves. We got a new drug approved for psoriasis in 1987. We were one of only 21 new drugs approved through FDA. And that was because uh, if you inject a little bit of it, everybody was depending on ointments uh, for all these psoriasis problems. Well, you could inject Mm -hmm. a little bit of this into the skin, and it would just go away really quickly. So we got that product approved, and we licensed that off to a major company. So there's, there's yes. been things that have evolved, you know, that uh, you just kind of you keep looking, in other words, you know, and you kind yes. of you yes. know think about what's needed. And That's kind of how it all started was because we just couldn't find products that were quality yes. of life products that our patients needed. That's all. And we just said, okay, we need this because of this such and such problem. And uh, then we try to keep it yeah. as simple as possible because none of our products are super complicated, you know. Yeah.
0: I'm not sure if the audience understands that you might find a fabulous product, but the process of getting it uh, to the end user is hugely, takes a long time, is quite complicated. So the product might be nice and simple, but the process of getting it through all those approvals and to market can be quite complex and it takes a long time, doesn't it?
1: Well, the regulatory process is just enormous. It's just very difficult. uh, You know, I think that it's it's the uh, cost of entry. Uh, This is why you see uh, drug costs so high. Uh, It's not because uh, they should be that high, but it's because what's had to go into them and the the money and the losses that have occurred are just going through the process, the whole uh, research and development of the product. In addition to that, in addition to that, that being successful, you still have this uh, regulatory uh, mass amount mm-hmm. of hoops to jump, to go through. Jump through it, it. You mm-hmm. jump through thousand, all these hoops and to the point where uh, there's things that are taken off the market because the hoops have gotten too uh, regulated, you know, and it's become, yes. you know, it's just mm-hmm. not economically not feasible. And so it's, yeah. it's it's, it's, it's largely very frustrating from that point of view i it's, it, it's, it's
0: it's
1: more it's more than a challenge you know some days you think you know what am i dealing with this for you know but you know you just kind of keep going yeah because yeah. at
0: the at at the base of that is that desire to solve a problem for humanity something that helps them lead a better life, helps them live longer, helps them be ha- healthier, be happier. All of those things sit behind some of the development of new products. Um, I'm wondering in what do you see in the future for you and Parnell pharmaceuticals? I'm guessing that you've got um, children and grandchildren um, to follow on with your passion, yes.
1: Our son, John, has been president of the company uh, for several years now. He came with us right when he graduated from college. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so he, he's, he basically uh, runs a lot of the day-to-day operations of it. Uh, what we – our biggest need going from all along the whole story is since we basically bootstrapped the company and funded it all ourselves, uh, we elected yes. not to take venture capital money Anywhere along the way, what, however, yeah what you, do le- what you do learn is it's so capital intensive that for instance, right now yes. we'd be very happy to license off the Michael Delens products to a major company yeah who, who mm-hmm. had the financial depth and the marketing depth to really get it to more people. And so that's really what yeah. uh, long range that's what our goal Really is, but it's very difficult yes. because people are not too willing and able to uh, take the risk, uh, just because of the regulatory yeah. issues more than anything. And yes. so we keep yeah. you know talking to people. We talk to everybody that we like. In some cases, we have many distribution agreements with countries. And in, for yeah. instance, Canada, I mentioned. I mentioned Germany, and uh, we had in mm. Switzerland, different different countries, uh, yeah. but. Uh, you know, as a result uh, you know we just keep going and you know hopefully we'll find somebody who's really a, a fantastic uh, joint venture partner or a licensee yes. who we'd like to de- you know mm. develop uh, and market the products which is to get it in more hands of people who, that it can really yeah. benefit and so that's what our mm. goal is but uh, you know that we just have to go along and take one day at a time
0: yeah yeah it, it's it's a long and difficult road when you're trying to um, get particularly medical products. I, I mean it's good that that medical uh, products and and uh, pharmaceuticals are regulated and and licensed to such an extent. but when you've got amazing products, the process is long and tedious and uh, I guess it feels like never ending.
1: That's a good way to put it. It seems like it's never-read That's
0: right. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, just quickly before we run out of time, um, for anyone listening today, these products that Dr. Parnell has been talking about are specifically mouth, uh, throat, nose products, um, and they're available on um on Elf our Pharmaceuticals our website for purchase directly. You can purchase them from anywhere in, like anyone around the world can purchase these products. Yeah.
1: Yes, uh-huh. we can. We can ship from here, or in many countries. We ship from our, our office in Dublin. It depends where it yeah. goes, but we can generally ship out yeah. from anywhere. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And uh, although and we curious, have we have a 800 my...
1: line to Go ahead. I'm sorry.
0: Yes, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm. actually, I meant to ask you before, I'm curious, why Dublin? Why Ireland was one of the places where you decided to have an office? Is there a reason or rationale around that?
1: Well, I had a distant relative, Charles Stuart Parnell, who considered the uncrowned king of Ireland and wow. got, his, got, got the independence from England <laughs> uh, and was a member of the parliament and had his political party. So I have a very, uh, like, a, I, 100% Irish background. Uh, that was a good reason. But another good reason awesome. was I knew. Yeah. It, it, but but there was even another reason. The other reason was I knew if we could get our products approved in one country, in the EU, yes, they'd be approved in all yes. the countries in the EU. So oh, I found that if I went into Ireland uh, where. Uh, I was able to get a, a good contract manufacturer because we've always had contract manufacturers. Yeah. And we identified somebody mm-hmm. who was good. And then we could get the approval in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Then it would be good for all of the EU. And so basically there were two reasons yeah. for it. And we love it there anyway. So I go Fabulous there five, f- five times a I year until the last sex. year. Isn't which, that a- you know, I'm <laughs> just itching to get back, say. you know, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Irish in yeah, Australia yeah, gonna, too, but you know, yeah, yeah. but it, it's, uh, <laughs> yes, my Irish. family used to tell me all, Irish all, all, in all the I Irish, in North, all, you know, all the Irish, they went there. In fact, uh, uh my mother's name is Lola L A L O R. And there's a bunch of Lola's in Australia. One of the yes, guys please. was in, in parliament there. Uh, but, uh, you know, so they they kind of uh, yes, uh, you know. So I get along well when I go to Australia too, because some of the people know the name. You know,
0: yeah, yes, yes, yes. Ah, uh, Dr. Parnell, we are just about at the end of the um, program. Thank you so much. It's just a divine pleasure to get to speak to someone from. Uh, my old healthcare realm, and to talk about products that really uh, have been developed to help people. Um, don't forget, people, if you're listening live today, jump onto Parnell Ph- Pharmaceuticals. I've also got the links to Parnell Ph- Pharmaceuticals on Facebook, links, LinkedIn, in- Instagram, and the website is parnellfarm.com. And the products that Dr Parnell's talked about on the show today are all available across the world for purchase. And as he suggested earlier, even though we're vaccinated, an additional layer of protective will not hurt. And these products have been researched and it's wonderful to know that they can knock off those little viruses before they can do any damage. Um, Friends. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You can catch up on the repays um, on binge networks across the US and on all smart TVs across the world. Dr Parnell, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Thank you.
0: an absolute pleasure to talk to you. That, my friends, is our lot for this week, and we will be back next week with another show. This is your host, Tony Lontes. Bye for now.